It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Hey! Welcome back to the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Yeah, Can we get another close up of G. Popping the collar today. Yeah, a little collar game, little collar. They got suited. Double collar. Double collar. Suited and booted. Little something, Jay. I, I yeah. like the jacket. All right. You know what I'm saying? What about, I good. What, I about what I got going on? Let's out. check out the fit of Tyvis. There we go. What is that? What, is, what cloth is that? This is, this is Lululemon. Come on. I man. thought it was Lululemon. Lululemon. I thought I saw that. Logo. Nice little quarter Did zip. they not make the most comfortable stuff ever? You know, I could actually sit in this stuff all day. It's G- incredible. The pants, the, the tops, the polos. The like, joggers. The, uh, it's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. I, f- I, feel, I feel fit should be uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable. Yeah, like like what's like, wrong with you? The colder the fit, the more comfortable you is. You know what I'm saying? The more you money you spend. <laughs> yeah, that's that's who you are. <laughs> Comfort style, it comes at a price. Listen, got the Cole Hahn shoes with Jay today. You got Coles too, He's huh? All whites. All white yeah. Cole Hines. Oh yeah, I got the little trim. Yeah, you know, my wife actually wanted me to get those and I decided to go with the all white. The all whites are fine too. Uh, They're comfortable. Hey, I could wear these all day. They yes, feel like a absolutely. pair of sneakers. How you been? I haven't seen you in like three months. You keep one foot in front of the other. You, you, yesterday I was on the show and I was, I didn't beg. I politely asked Jimmy Haslam, because I know he watches our He's show. Begging. Oh, was, every day. I was explaining to hey, him Jimmy. that, you know, they like to pay guys because they see the potential. Sure. So I was saying, if that's the case, radio personality wise, I think I'm doing a decent job. Doing a I great feel, job. I feel like potentially I could be really good at this. So he should pay me now. And I'm not asking, <laughs> not asking for nothing crazy. Just two, two, maybe $300 more of my check and direct deposit. That's it. Is that's that all, that's all per week? Are you doing stuff for them during the off season or just during the season? Every night I sprinkle in in the off season. I was supposed to be on the Cleveland Browns daily last Wednesday, but I was on the Buckeye cruise, so I couldn't do it. Draft it. coming up though. Maybe they'll have me do the draft again. You're on about 18 shows. Yeah. Yeah, life's his son. Uh, hey, the hustle I'm is real. Busy, I'm a busy man. Hey, what can I say? Happy birthday. Thank I you. know it was a couple La- weeks it ago. Was a, ooh, 17th? Ooh, 16th. 16th. What's the day? The first. Well, today's the March 1st, ago. so yeah. it was two weeks ago, but I, I didn't see you, so day. happy birthday. Thank I did you. I, I, I did send you a text, I believe. Did you? I did. <laughs> happy birthday. It was a day early, Let in me fact. Check I wanted the, to be the first wait a minute. Let to me wish check. you a happy birthday. We're going to check the car facts. Go back and check it out. Check the car facts. You will see. I was probably the first person to wish you a happy birthday. No, you didn't. You Last text message I received from Jay Crawford. This is false. It's on July 11th. No, no, no. I think it was to the group. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me go. It okay. was to the group. How many days ago was that? 
Happy 31st birthday first. What, what, How about what, that? McNuggets. No, McNuggets sent me that. He's he's trying to be early. I didn't see that. I just wish him a happy birthday. Oh, I see. I, yeah. I'll, smart. Something smart. Hey, put your mic on the other lapel, please. Yeah, you know what? If we can, too, can I get an IFB cable? On it. Talking a little shop here. Live on air. Yeah. Um, but I did I did w- want to wish you a happy birthday you know, first. I, I, you did. Actually, yeah, now you I saw remember. it now, didn't you? I remember. You that. didn't reply to it, but you saw it. That's not true. I responded no, you to didn't. everything. Y'all, no, you didn't. Y'all, oh, my God. Busy show today. <laughs> Cavs are, they have an interesting little stretch coming up. They, they, that loss the other night, inexplicable. <laughs> the way they're playing some of these teams, inexcusable. Um, I'm telling you, the best version of this Cavaliers team Happened to come when Allen and and uh, and uh, no, 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 not Allen. When Allen stepped up, yeah, yeah, and Garland and Mobley were out. I mean, you can't find a stretch of this season where they played any better, and they've really kind of struggled to find their identity. They're the old Cavs, eh? They're the the same. I hope not. I hope not. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, we get into it, man. I was was disappointed, too. It is disappointing, but we're going to talk about this little stretch that they have coming up um, because, quite frankly, uh, this is going to be a really interesting stretch. Now, they play a very bad team tonight. They should, you know, boat race the Pistons, but they're getting set for a couple of tough games that are Eastern Conference measuring sticks. Yes, they are. So what do we want to see tonight out of the Cavs against the Pistons? We're also going to talk... I'm surprised this is on the list, but we're going to talk about Guardians' power at mm. spring training. Mm. Um, Saving it for you, Jay. You were out there. You got. I know, but the, the note said that the, the Guardians' power numbers are way up. Well, from literally nothing last year, anything is up. <laughs> well, they're not really way up if you look at them. They I mean, like I've, 12, I've like eight home runs this year. In yeah, in, in five games. Jay, they averaged like point three home runs a game last year. Point three is a awful exaggeration they get 127 in 162 games okay so, so it was more like 0. 0.7 or 8 i'm so still horrible uh but we'll talk about that because mikey wanted to thank you for saving that for my return i'm glad you did uh and we're also going to talk about the best college quarterbacks of the 2000s mm. were they drunk when they made this list it's an espn list for the I'm shocked to hear you. well they may have been i'm shocked to hear you say that why because of who was number one. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, the best college quarterback we've had in the last 24 years. That's your, I know you are, you're a fan of his. So. I'm not a fan of his. I, what I do is I, I try to be fair with my assessment of everyone. Okay. Was he a really good quarterback? Yeah, he won the Heisman Trophy going away. But the best? <laughs> Mike, you'll be surprised at <laughs> who I say is the best. No, I won't. Yes, you will. No, I won't. Who, who am I going to say is the best? Uh, That boy that left Ohio State to go to LSU? No, I'm not. Cam Newton? No, I'm not. Vince Young? I'm going to I'm gonna tell yeah, you save it, later Jay. in the that, show. That, that, <laughs> and and the person that I'm going to tell you was definitively the best quarterback of the 2000s. To me, it's obvious. Tim Couch. Tim Couch? Was he in the 2000s? No, he wasn't in the 2000s. We'll get to that. Uh, it's an interesting I, 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 I got to know now. You <laughs> thought you knew where I was going? You got five quarterbacks. <laughs> you were wrong on all five. Also, thank you for this, Mike. True or false today? Okay. So I can finally reclaim the crown from Tybus. Who's the defending champ? 
Well, we Lee? played it once Me, when Tyvis wasn't here. No, no, no. Here, I, I won. And G. Bush won technically Tyvis, the last time we played. Tyvis always says he's the defending champ. I the time. last time I was Every here, time. I won. Every time. That doesn't make you the defending champ. But the, the, the last time I sat in this chair and we played the game, I won. <laughs> That's perhaps true. When it was a four-man panel, yeah. I won. Was that December? That been a long time ago. That was though. during football season. <laughs> <So> <laughs> January? La- two months ago? The, the title is not transferable. If you're not here Y'all, to defend it. You see this? That's it. So it's because I wanted when we had four people sitting in the chair, when it's actually there, like how am I not the defending chair? Um, wait, G. Bush, G. Bush, new information has just come across my desk. Anthony, would you like to hop on the mic and uh, explain what you just told me? Yes. Yeah, so the last time we played True and False, Tyvis was here and he lost to G. Bush. Thank you. He lost <laughs> five to six. And uh, this was an overtime segment, so yes. you can go back and double check. January twenty fourth overtime, nice. And it was still in, I was right. It was in January. That was weeks ago. It is now March, and it's not you, months ago. And, yeah, and that and you took I that lost to G in overtime. You was on a cruise for three months, bro. I don't. <laughs> I want the cruise, by the way. <laughs> was in there three chopping, chopping it up with Craig Krenzel. And, what was and, it? Seriously, was it like a week long? And asking and asking your boat <laughs> <laughs> He was up there. <laughs> But D uh, ironically, neither one of those two are on. Was the Dom Tiberi on the cruise? Dom did not go on the cruise. Um, I'm t- sorry to hear that. Yeah, Ryan um, Miller. Ryan Miller was there. Ryan no, was Ryan. Donnie Nicky there? You no, know, Donnie Nicky was not there. <laughs> um, the cruise was a great experience. They raised over four million dollars. Uh, wow! They had the, repeat that slower. The cruise was great. No, the they amount of money that you raised, raised over. Four million dollars in a six-day span. What, what, do, what do they go to? I wish it goes. It, it's the cancer. It's the James. Okay. And down in Columbus, That's the what's James up. Hospital Cancer Research. Mm-hmm. All of that. So four million dollars. I think it was like four. I want to say four point four. That's something dope. like that. Wow. That's yeah. dope. That's a, great. Yeah. So it was a good time, though. Six days. They had the current guys on there. I think our invitation got lost in the mail, didn't it, G? Well, yeah, you know, they didn't, you know, I'm a, I'm a Bobcat, so they don't, you know, they don't transfer that. They like, ah. Uh. No, you're okay. I'm a Falcon. I mean, I was, I, I'm a Buckeye by birth. <laughs> Falcon. Falcon by choice, but, I mean, yeah, when you're born in the you state, can, you you're a pay, Buckeye. You can pay to go on. How much one of them things cost? Probably 1500 No, it's <laughs> Next question. <laughs> You're not allowed to say. No, I, I want to say it's like ten thousand dollars. No, it's not. I swear, I think it is. No, 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 no. I think it is because no. it's all inclusive, so it's like hold on, everything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I do cruises all the time. I'm telling so you. So does our director. I'm Steve, tell- <laughs> Steve. This is for for ten thousand dollars. Where and how long are you cruising for? Easily three weeks, easily. It's about fifteen hundred racks, and that's all inclusive. What is, what what uh, cruise line? Royal Caribbean. No, this is you see, this is the Silver Dawn. It's like the huh? Silver Dawn. It's like Royal, I never heard of the Silver Royal Dawn. Caribbean. I think the Silver Dawn is. Is this true? Very high end. You get your own butler. Oh, okay. Well, that's a, that's a perk that you normally it's don't all need inclusive. to pay for that. You, can, you don't have to pay for no drinks because it's all free. So everybody's just wow. drinking for free. For 10000 you better take me on a three-week <laughs> cruise. And it better be to the most exotic locales in the world. I'm not talking no Western Caribbean cruise this, or Eastern Caribbean. <coughs> well, last year we stopped. We had six stops. We yeah. stopped at all the high-end places. Like? 
uh, St. Keeks, St. Bart's, uh, yeah. all of them. Yeah, the good ones. Yeah. yeah. This year we went to three stops. We had uh, Grand Turks, Key West, and Freeport. Interesting. Yeah. So it really wasn't even, miles-wise, it wasn't even that long. No, it wasn't. Well, the bottom line is you raised $4.4 million for cancer, so that's, that's a great thing. Welcome back from your three-week cruise. Thank you. I got Mr. High Roller. Got me a tan. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, this summer, I want to get, like, Wesley Snipes dark. Oh, Lord. Do you really? Lord. Yeah. Why? Somebody, come on, stop. Well, they always say the blacker the berry, the sweeter no, the juice. No, stop. Is that what they say? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. You using sunscreen? Man, listen. But the problem is, but this is the problem. I, I was talking to my wife about this. The reason that I can't get dark like that. It's because my, my grandmother is, is Indian. Oh, really? Yeah, she's full-blood Indian. So, okay. Like well, my, Indians, my under, have, Indians but, have a dark complexion. No, nah, I, I don't think I'm a, My undertone is so red that I don't think I can... Like, you are see? you talking Native American Indian or yeah. India so, Indian? No, see, Native see, American. Oh, yeah. see, okay. how, see how you step into stuff? <laughs> we all into... We're going to talk about cultural appropriation next. What? What? <laughs> Were you offended by the name Cleveland Indians? No, I wasn't. Okay, because I, I, anytime I meet someone of Native American descent, <laughs> hey, we, we need I ask that question, and I'm still looking for the what? the majority I, 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 of I gotta Native the, Americans that are. They're my, they're my pops is Jamaican. So. I gotta see the 23 in me. I, I need answers. You don't need believe? Yeah. You don't believe my grandmother? Is I need to see the ancestors. Yeah, why would I come? You think hey, I would come over here and lie? 23 and me, right? You talk yeah. about surprises. Yeah, I did doing, the 23 not, and me. I'm not doing 23. Eight percent African right here. So we've got an all black panel. <laughs> I'm not lying. I am not lying. And you know what I did? I figured, okay, so I got to figure this out. You know where Morocco is. You're laughing. I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to show you. Hey, bro, we need to see the Carfax, And Corey, Corey was oh disappointed God. at this. Here's why. My son was disappointed because Corey said, I, I hold the record for the longest jump, long jump, for uh, Caucasian. a Caucasian American. Yeah. And I said, I don't know if you can claim that because you're 4%. He is four percent. Listen, Jay, that's before you get crazy. in trouble, let's let's get no, listen, crazy. listen, hey, you can't get in trouble for telling the truth. Now what? I, now let me tell you quickly before we dive into this, because you guys, you might be curious to find out how is that true. My 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 mom's descent, of mother and father, were born in Italy. Okay, and they weren't just born in Italy; they were born in Sicily. And if you know anything about the geography of Italy. That is very, very south. That's the boot. Okay. It's way down at the tip. All right. Now, Morocco is like 50 miles from Sicily. It's very, very close, which is, of course, the northern tip of Africa. Mm -hmm. Someone in my either grandmother or grandfather's family was Moroccan descent, which now puts you on the continent of Africa. Okay. So I'm guessing that somewhere back a generation or two before my grandparents, there was black ancestry in my family. And it's been washed down to 8%, which I think is only six generations. I think I talked to a uh, uh, genealogist about this, and they said, yeah, it's, it's either five or six generations back. Hmm. Boy. So don't hate. I'll be finding I out stuff hate. every day. I, I'm not doing a 23 of me. They say they can clone you. Like you can, they can use your, oh, they can use your spit. You got to use a gallon of spit. And who would running around? Nuggets, please do a read. Do All right, guys, we're going to hop into our first topic today after a quick word from fans. You can bet anything you want in the NBA or NHL world and get buckets daily with FanDuel America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks. If your bet wins, you can bet on all your favorite 
NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA, an official sportsbook partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And as always, if you have a winning ticket, make sure you send it to us on Twitter. You can email it to us, and we will feature it on the show. Guys, our first topic Before you do that, on on this FanDuel thing, have we had any big winning tickets recently? Uh, we had two this week, two two pretty big winners this week. Did you guys see the video of? I, I'm going to send this to you, Mike, and I I hope you can show this. It's just while we're just quickly while we're on the uh, subject of betting. This is this is a video that I'm wondering is the NBA going to get involved with this or not? Um. It's, it's something that we have to see and at least acknowledge and talk about just for a second. I meant to send you this yesterday. I just sent it to you. I think you can show it on Tideboard. This is fascinating, and I don't know what the NBA is going to do about it, if they can do anything about it. But this is what happens when leagues embrace gambling and apps and all of that. It's, it's a crazy video. It didn't go as viral as I thought it would, uh, but it may today. Give us, give us one sec. Okay. One sec. What happened? So there is a fan, and the video speaks for itself, there is a fan sitting right behind the 76ers bench. Mm -hmm. And it's late in the game, and he's got a big parlay worth $10,000 on the line. Do you have the video? Yeah, we can play it. Go ahead and show it. It speaks for itself. Watch this. I need two two three-pointers. I got you. Bad. Going back in the game, boom, 10 Hey. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I would do that. That is messing with the integrity of the game. <laughs> I like that. I would do that. Now, now wait, hey, wait. I, 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 I love that Gene likes it. Buddy like Hill that. might be the realest dude in the I, NBA I like for that, that right there. No, nope, that's what I said. I immediately said, wow, <laughs> there goes the fan club. <laughs> oh, my right. God. But, but think about the ramifications of that, guys. We had the bet on the Super Bowl. This was, this was second-level genius. There was a guy at the Super Bowl that placed a $50,000 bet that there would indeed be a streaker at the game. He bought a ticket that cost him $10,000. I saw this. And then he became the streaker (laughs) and made hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow. Yeah, that's actually that's a genius. Hey, that's Why didn't I think of that? That's dope. Oh, my God. Now, what he did that was wrong (laughs) was he he was streaking too early. It was early in the game. As I remember it, I think it was the first quarter. I'm going to wait until the fourth quarter. I'm going to enjoy the Super Bowl. You know what? Because he spent a night in jail, and I think he got a $1,500 fine. But net-net, this guy's up six figures. I, I think, on a you bet think, that, you think he, he care about spending a night in jail? If he, no. If he, if he caught the, the right judge, they would have hit him with the – like they could have made it where he wouldn't make no money. They could have. They could have been like, listen. I don't know. I mean, I think there are parameters. There are parameters and statutes, but judges I've learned in the last 20 years are all powerful. They do whatever they want. Well, isn't that the truth? (laughs) Judges do whatever they want. Like, yo, like they could have been like, yeah, you thought she was cute. You're going to spend all of your money, all your winnings, and give it to charity. I'm mandating the charity you give it to. Yeah, it was but fascinating. But was you know, it brings up a new question on this, because this gambling frontier is a wild, wild west. Yeah. But that video buddy was video. astonishing to me. I'm about to put Buddy, Shout out to buddy Hill. Buddy going on what every far away of mine. He looked at him and he said, I got you. That's the best Then part. he goes up to the coach and says, I need back in the game, and immediately shoots two threes. 
I'm glad they lost. Shout out to FanDuel. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, because you know how many one, you know how many one point? I think me, Tyvis, and Earl just spent probably like $15,000 in just parlays. Whoa. And missing, and whoa. missing by one. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. I ain't betting like that. I ain't betting like that. No, but all Allegedly. of the parlay, all the $10 parlays <laughs> add up. Well, this is the thing. So, put the camera on me because I just had this argument with my friends like maybe two weeks ago. I told him, you know what, y'all? I'm done gambling. I'm done with it. I'm wow, like, you're finished. Done with the parlays because I'm tired of being just one off, just one thing. Yeah. And their response to me, which is sad that they're right on this, says, Tyvis, you've hit more parlays than anybody I know. You've hit for 15, 800, 700, 500. And keep going. You are still using FanDuel's money. So you're good. Yeah, you know, it's not like you. I'm only ten dollars is the most. That's it. That's I, a smart I, way. You're doing it the smart $10, way. Ten dollars. That's it. All right, we've gone way over. I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, let's get into some topics today. We're gonna start with this question. We saw Joe Flacco win the 2023 NFL Comeback Player of the Year award. He only played five games to the Browns. He beat out a guy who died on the football field and then came back and played in limited capacity. He also <laughs> beat out Baker Mayfield and Matthew Stafford, who had different comeback stories of their own. Right. So the Browns entering 2024 have two players coming off catastrophic injuries. Deshaun Watson missed, the, I guess, what, 11 games with a shoulder injury. Nick Chubb got injured in week two. So between Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, which of these two Browns players has the better chance to win the 2024 NFL Comeback Player of the Year entering this new season? Who wants to start us off? Deshaun Watson. Hmm. No kidding. Just, why? Because the Browns are doing it. They're going to tailor make this offense so it can fit him. Um, they want to throw the ball. They're going out and literally going to try to find a get a, try to get a wide receiver to help him. They're bringing in a new offensive play caller that specializes in shotgun and throwing the ball deep down the field. So I think that if anybody, he's going to have the numbers. He's going to have the support from his organization to be able to do so. Nick Chubb, the only reason I don't think Nick Chubb will be able to get it because I'm not 100% sure when Nick Chubb will play in the season. I'm pretty sure Deshaun will be the starting quarterback week one. Nick Chubb, when you get when you come back from those type of injuries, it might take you three to four weeks. So now you're already behind in that, and then it's going to take you a minute to get revved up again. So I just think it's going to take too long for him to take off to have the numbers to win comeback player of the year. To whereas Deshaun Watson coming right out of the gate, he'll already have the new weapons, he'll have the new play calling, and I think that is tailor-made for him to be able to win comeback player of the year. I'm going to tell you this. Um, in some circles around the NFL, they give the uh, they they give the comeback player to, uh, of the year to OJ Simpson before they give it to Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> like, like, come on, man! You really think like like these people do not? There's people in our own fan base that don't like him. Like we've seen multiple opportunities and multiple times where people. So if he threw for five thousand, don't matter. You don't think he gets no. comeback player? Of the year? No. Well, now wait a minute. There That's was, ridiculous. We th there's people in our fan base that ran the last quarterback out of town, and he damn near won the comeback player of the year award. Baker no. just just missed to Joe. Narr narratives. I'm 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 in, you know I, I I watch politics and I watch a lot of different things on all of all over the spectrum. And one thing during polling season they always talk about, they poll people, is that narratives and the way you feel about somebody overshadows what that person does in real life. Like, you'll vote for somebody. It don't matter if they do any bills or do any legislation. They just like the guy, so they vote. It's on both sides, so that's how it goes down. So when you talk about these awards, Comeback Player of the Year is a subjective 
award given to by writers and different people in the media to people that they they like. You got to be likable to win Comeback Player of the Year, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you like, yeah. Joe Flacco came in, and you see how much they like Joe Flacco. It had a nice story. It was nice packaging. But do you you think that they're going to go into next year and give him <laughs> either the MVP? Or the comeback player of the year, or the offensive player of the year, because they gotta say they sit in these boardrooms and say, "Well, what are we gonna do? We, we just gonna say he was good? You know, we gotta put a disclaimer at the end about this, 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 and that. You know, I, how are we gonna handle these? You know, what do we do about the cases? What do we say about? Nah, nothing. Give it to Chubb. Chubb's the easy choice. There Chubb. is something to that. Uh, I remember in the Super Bowl in Tampa when the Ravens won the game. And Ray Lewis mm-hmm. was lights out. I don't know if Ray Lewis was MVP of that Super Bowl or not. That was probably Super Bowl 38, maybe. When you play, what, 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 you played for it was Ravens it was, and they beat the Giants. the Giants. He was the MVP. He was the MVP of the game. He played a great game. And Disney, for their famous I'm going to Disney World commercial, mm-hmm. went to somebody else. Went to Trent Dilfer. And they were. The, the dilemma they were looking at was just the year before at the Super Bowl in Atlanta, mm-hmm. Ray Lewis was implicated as an accessory to murder. Now, he ended up not being convicted of that crime, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of smoke around that crime. He was with a group uh, that was involved in an altercation. A man was stabbed and bled to death, and the suit that he was infamously wearing that night disappeared. They never found it. He said he put it in a box, a FedEx box, and shipped it back to his home, and he doesn't know what happened. The FedEx lost it. That's crazy. Well, it was a convenient story. That's crazy. But to your point, he put the league in a really difficult position when he won the MVP, and historically, it is the winner of the MVP that does the famous, I'm going to, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do now? I'm and they going to Disney, Disney World. and perhaps the NFL, well, no parts did not want the face of Ray Lewis as the I'm going to Disney World, so they instead went to Trent Dilfer. So there is precedent of what you're talking and, about. And Jay, think about it like this. <clears throat> Kobe Bryant has one MVP. Which is still astonishing to me. Why? Well, it had to do with the charges <laughs> in Colorado. He had to change his number. He had to cut his hair. He had to, like, he, ch- he had to change his whole life. Gee, he had to die to get the flowers he deserved. Yes. That's, that's essentially what happened because after his tragic death in a helicopter crash then you found nobody that was willing to whisper anything bad about kobe at all yeah, you did no, it, go read the obit yes, for kobe did. bryant go it was stunning was it? how was the it? narrative Gail, had changed King? didn't she do something like that yeah but listen of course you're gonna have detractors from every corner so but saying, by that. and large his he's not you know how it that with yeah. artists and musicians <clears> your <throat> stuff becomes better the second you die yeah, yeah. when kobe passed it was it was nothing but a love fest for one of the greatest to ever play the game. Yet they, they could only give the man they couldn't give the man MVPs. Yeah, that they that was that's one of the reasons. Like I I, I listened to you. Got to think about it during before the year before you even started. People were telling you national pundits. Tyvus was like, I just don't Dan Patrick and I love Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick was like, you know what? I I just I I, I just it's not fun. I'm not, I don't I'm not gonna watch Cleveland. I, I'm not. I don't have. I don't have any any excitement in well, watching. You had a reporter at the NFL Network said, "I just I feel dirty talking about the Browns." So if you think they're gonna vote for him for comeback, what, 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 and they go say, "Well, what did he come back from?" 
An well, in, an injury. An injury. Oh, so that's, that saves. But here's the thing. That saves them from not. So he played five games because of the injury, right? If he would have never been injured, right? Then he would have been sitting there and talking about allegations. I don't right? know. I just I feel like if this man goes out there and throw for five thousand yards, the Browns go twelve and five, five in the regular season, and he's thrown for I don't know forty touchdowns. I, I, you, Tyvis, I think so, I think the bigger question here is the MVP award. I think if, if he plays well enough to be considered for a most valuable player, I could see the league instead sh- shoving him the comeback player of the year award. Is it's a nice little consolation prize, yeah. but we're not giving you the big enchilada. For him to win the MVP, I, that, he would have to be so overwhelming. This question don't say that. No, I know it doesn't. But I think G's point is now. No now words. I will say this: as much as America, lo- this is what America loves. America loves the Johnny Manziel story, and here's why: he rose from nowhere. No one knew his name. He was fifth string on the depth charts. Within four weeks of the college football season, everybody in America knew his name. He goes on to win the Heisman Trophy. He's drafted in the first round. They build you up to shoot you down, to tear you down. Mm -hmm. But what they really love that they didn't get from the Manziel story, and they may well get from the Deshaun Watson story, is the comeback. They 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 uh, they like it to go full circle. They build you up, they tear you down, and then you come back from the dead. Michael Vick. I would say the Vick come back from here. Michael but, Vick. Michael Vick got flowers when he came back. But took him a minute. Michael Vick came back, and some would argue Michael Vick was broken. Michael Vick before Mike Vick went in, cornrows, rap music, dog fighting. He came out number one lineup, no dogs, no animals, and chilling. He wore number seven. Uh, 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 number one. See number one. Clippers. Oh, you on the side. You see, I didn't say That was a dang He, he came out with that number so one. And you know what? He got with Andy Reid. Well, don't call it number one. You talking That's to That's a me. number one Fade. blade. He faded his <laughs> size. See, that was undercover ball. Yeah, yeah he faded mean. his size. I don't yeah. want to hear that. And he did. Now, you said he got with Andy Reid. He also got with Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy did a whole lot to help him. And Tony's a big part of Tony's mission on this planet is to help young African-American men that did not have guidance yeah, in their yep. home, a strong male figure. He, and, and he really did an incredible job. He, and now Michael Vick's name doesn't leave a sour taste in your mouth. He, we, we, we like Michael Vick. They put him on TV. Like what on t- TV. Tony Dungy got him back on TV. <laughs> and that's crazy. I thought the one of the biggest, I thought one of the biggest things even, even see people want contrition, right? And so it all depends on, how your attitude is. So Michael Vick came out and he said this comment like, you know what, for me, um, I'm, I'm just hurt because I can never own another dog in my life. And I'm, a, I'm an animal lover. And because of what I did, like, you know, that really hurts me. Like, it's just like, you know, he, is, and he said, you know, I kind of see that these is like my kids or something. And I can't, sure. I can never own another animal. Like, so he was contrite about it. But here's the thing with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has always stated and always said, to, and he says, I did not do nothing. I Listen, I was, I'm innocent of what it is, and he has been steadfast on that. So the thing is, when, you, when I put up a post and, and say, what do, you, what do you guys would like to say to Deshaun Watson, or what would it take for you to like him like you like Joe Flacco, and even some of y'all like Baker? And, and a lot of those comments were saying, 
if he would just be, if he would just cut the crap and make to what he did and move on. So there's a lot of people that still believe he should admit to these things. <laughs> to something that he insists he never did. So you know what I'm wondering? At some point during his uh, initial months back with the Browns, he had said or hinted to the fact that we're going to tell our side of the story. And the speculation was, oh, he's got a group working on a documentary mm-hmm. that's going to tell his side. I, I anxiously await that documentary. He might have to wait to that to his career. <laughs> well, like, I mean, it was like can, the last dance joint. <laughs> yeah, but anybody can independently produce anything they want. Wait, Deshaun got a documentary? If he did, either his lawyer, agent, or Deshaun made a comment about, "I'm done talking about this, but yeah, well, we are going to tell our story. Right, mm-hmm. our story will be told one day." Yeah, and that. I, I'm anxious to hear it because if you sit in a courtroom and you listen to either side, the prosecution or the defense, and you just listen to one side, you will leave that courtroom believing what they told you. That's because the other side wasn't allowed to punch holes in it. That, I and I want to hear his side of the story. And I hope one day we do. Because I think like most... Man, I wish I was in the locker room. I'd have been heard it. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's probably it. told his side of the story to close confidants and friends. But I, what I'm interested to see is, I think, to your point, I think most of America, and by most I mean probably more than 50%, believe that the truth is in the middle of what they said and mm. what he said. Did something hanky-panky go on in these massages? I think most logically thinking Americans think that something sexual did. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Deshaun Watson may have said whatever happened was consensual. Mm-hmm. Um, so now now you get into the weeds on the details of what happened. And was it was he forcing himself on these women? We don't know. But Mc- I, I do want to hear his side of the story. McNuggets, you see what I'm this This just proves my point. We started with Deshaun Watson, comeback player of the year, right? And... For everybody that's voting, for everybody that's in those rooms that decide that, right? You can't talk about his his comeback, his MVP, his play in the field, because these are the certain conversations that always tend to bubble up, right? They will. They like even if you start at a good place, if you you start at a at a at a real safe place of okay, well let's just let's judge his his skill set on the field and his merits of, of this award. There's going to be two or three people. That's going to delve into that because well, now, uh, that now, goes now, into now, that goes into it goes into their thought process. Well, in, in fairness, you you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, no, I see. Yeah, I, see, I think yeah. Tyvis kept it all on the field. I'll answer this it, quickly. It's going to come down to two people: him or Aaron Rodgers next year. Oh, that's really hard to say. That because nobody would have told you last year that it it's going to come down to Baker and Joe Flacco. Remember this: nobody clip it. Okay, so here's my, my answer. It. My answer is, and I took a different approach. You went strictly on the field. You went public image. First of all, there's an assumption in this question. The assumption is both are going to play at a high enough level to be considered for this award. That is a huge leap of faith. Yes. And some people might not be able to b- build a bridge to that point. And here's why. Nick Chubb had not the first devastating knee injury. He suffered the second devastating knee injury of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at that hit, you can't help but wince and grab your own knee. It is painful to watch. So the bridge to to go from that hit in week two of the season to him playing well enough next year to be considered as the comeback player of the year is a bridge perhaps too far for some. 
The other bridge for Deshaun Watson might be too far for others. Here's why. We've seen Nick Chubb put comeback player of the year performances on the table very recently. Mm -hmm. His last full season. If he was, the year before, if Nick Chubb didn't play at all, and he played the way he did in 22 next year, he's the comeback player of the year. Mm -hmm. Nobody's expecting that. But is it, so my question was, which bridge is furthest? The one that Nick Chubb can play that way again or the one that Deshaun Watson can play that way again? And because Nick Chubb has done it more recently and he is more responsible for his quality of play than the quarterback, and there's reasons for that, the quarterback has to have great receiver play. Nick Chubb can be Nick Chubb with mediocre line play. We've seen him do it. I say he's done it. So for me, I think that it's more likely that Nick Chubb can get back to that level because Deshaun Watson would have to play at the Houston Texans Deshaun Watson level next year for him to be the MV, or the comeback player of the year. And I just I still don't know. I haven't seen enough of it. I'm very it, to me this is one of the most very interesting narratives that storylines I'll be looking at going into next year. I believe if Nick Chubb comes back and runs for a thousand yards. It's it's his award. Um, I would I would agree. Just with that. Be, I don't disagree with just that. because of who Nick Chubb is. He's a guy people want to root people for. People love him. People love him in city, out of city, local, national. Everybody loves Nick Chubb, and for him to come back. But now this is a, this would be his second major knee surgery, right? For him to come back and be able to do that, and if the Browns are good, they're automatically going to say. No, no, no. We got to give it to Nick Chubb. We're not dealing with <coughs> we Now, Deshaun, to me, I think he will have a really good year. I really want him to, to press the envelope. I want him I want him to play so good that they got to – they got to – it has to be forced that we talk about it. Like, I mean, he's ball, he's playing out of his mind right now. Right. Because you'll get a couple people. You know how it is when ESPN or, or, or some of the NFL network. There's going to be some former player – uh, shout out to Ryan Clark. I can't believe Ryan, that Ryan Clark didn't get. He, he ain't not on ESPN no more, man. Is that true? Yes. Now he ain't. On, they, they, he's not on ESPN no more. Why? Con- contract. They didn't renew Ryan Clark. No. Contract dispute. No, they did. He just got a three million dollar a year extension. Nah, I just saw it, man. Go check that. Oh, you got to get to the bottom of this. Check that. Now. He's not Ryan on that. Clark- I just saw him on the pivot. Out. He was talking about it. So see, that was last week's episode. Yeah, a, so we'll we'll see what it was. But here's <laughs> well, wait a minute. Maybe Check he was that. using that as a negotiating ploy, and they came through with a contract. Was, I, was, I can't imagine they wouldn't renew Ryan. Clark. I was sitting there watching the episode. I'm like, man, that's crazy. They're not going. They're not renewing yeah, he, him. He, yeah, he it's he signed a new multi-year deal worth three million a year with oh, ESPN. When he when he signed that like last week, uh, three days ago. Okay. okay, three days ago. So yeah, he might have. You scared the, me there for a second. Great negotiation, Ryan Clark. I, I love that. He's a great guy, and he's very good at his job. So, yeah, so, you know, when we when we look at it, I, there'll be got some guys that are going to say that played in the league. Uh, you know, forget the narrative stuff, but this guy's playing lights out. And I will give him this. He is a quarterback. Quarterbacks have a way, and, and, and I'll give it to Bull, too. Bull says this. If Deshaun Watson comes out and he's playing lights out, There'll be more people in Cleveland that get on board, and and that'll help block out. Well, that always is the case. If you win, people forget. After Baltimore, they was all over. Everybody, right? Yeah, right. I mean, Pittsburgh had the the Pittsburghers that had problem with Ben Roethlisberger. He won that Super Bowl. They they quickly forgot when he won another Super Bowl. It's winning 
cures all. If when you win, your fan base is extensive. And and the other thing is the critics that are out there, and there will always be critics. They've got nothing to chirp about, so they right. get quiet real quick. Yeah, they, you you don't want to look crazy. It's like all the Baker Bros. Yeah, you don't want to look crazy. That were screaming he should be the guy. They got real quiet when Carolina cut him. Yeah. They yeah. got real vocal when he went to Tampa and played well enough to be the comeback player of the year. Oh, it was a firestorm when he bought out <laughs> in the playoffs. He won that playoff game. Woo. Oh, it was nuts. It was everywhere. It was nuts. So the critics get quiet, and that's why I always say about Deshaun Watson, Get your nose out of social media. You want to shut up the critics? Just win. It works every time. They've got nothing to chirp about if you are winning. So, and one other statement before we move on with this. If Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb are both in the consideration for Comeback Player of the Year award... The Browns are making a deep playoff run next year. Uh, they they balled it, well, they both of them. Because there's certain anyways. boxes that you have to check before you can say, we can contend for a Super Bowl. If you can check the box that Deshaun Watson's playing at an MVP or a comeback player of the year level, and you can check the box that Nick Chubb returned, because that's one of the biggest question marks coming into the season next year. What will Nick be? If you can check that box, those are two of the biggest questions. This team is making a deep playoff run next year. If both Nick and Deshaun are in that conversation. We'll yeah. talk Cavs in one sec, Ty, but question for you guys. See how good your memory is. Adrian Peterson had a, a catastrophic knee injury, came back the Eight following months. season. Do you think he won comeback player of the year following his knee injury? Uh, he, he, he he, came, I don't know that he did because he, didn't. He came back and won MVP, I think, or offensive player didn't of he the have year. A, didn't he have a problem where he was <coughs> suspended for discipline? He was Paddling was that the same year? I don't know if it was the same year. I'm asking if it was that. I thought that, that was afterwards. It might have been. I don't know what that, that situation that was. That situation. He had like two well, I, mean, I know it happened. I don't remember what year. Oh, I Peterson did not win comeback player of the year that year. He lost to Peyton Manning. However, he beat Peyton Manning out for the MVP. Ah, so see. I was that's, right. that's even better. Those two were the two finalists for MVP. I mean, I mean he, he came back. Of the year. What did he rush for? Did he go 2000, for like 2,000. Yeah, nine, nine yards short of Eric Dickerson's single season record with 2,109 yards. See, that man 27. is the freak of all freaks. And Crazy. he did it in eight months, guys. From the, from the tear to my boy Chris Johnson. To his return was eight months. That's crazy. Yeah, he's Shout out to Adrian Peterson, no man. He's going through some financial issues at this moment. I know moment. he is, which it's just, man, it's just terrible. Gosh, man. Terrible. Well, he was fleeced. AP going through financial problems? Man, he was in. fleeced by, by either his financial advisor yeah. or a family member yeah. that he was using oh, as a financial Someone advisor. Someone did him dirty. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. They a, confiscated a his trophies and everything, dog. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on talk a little Cavs. And if you want to see the Cavs in person, Coming up, they have home games against the Knicks, the Celtics, the Suns, and some other big-time teams. You better be using Game Time to find your tickets. Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying last-minute tickets. You can see the view from your seat. And their best price guarantee with Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Once again, just create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. I used it for the Bulls game the last time Chicago came to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. It made it simple, easy to use. Would highly, highly recommend. Just download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price <coughs> guaranteed. And speaking of those Cleveland Cavaliers, they head to Detroit tonight for a game against the Pistons before then coming back to Cleveland for a Two games and three nights matchup with the Knicks and then the Celtics. So, 
tonight, Donovan Mitchell is listed as questionable. So is Karis LeVert. But what do you guys need to see from this Cleveland Cavaliers team to erase what happened from your mind on Wednesday night and get them ready for a test coming up against two of the Eastern Conference's top uh, contenders? They better be up 20 and sitting out in the fourth quarter. That's the only way. Because I, it's not a lot you can really prove against Detroit to me. I mean, the problem for me was the rebounding problem, especially with Jared Allen. And, oh, my God. I mean, okay, don't they got a good rebounder? Jalen Duran, don't he play for them? Mm-hmm. He's fifth in the league in rebounds. Okay, if and he, every time these teams have played this season, by the way, the Cavs have won all three games. They won by eight in the first matchup, by nine in the second matchup, and seven in the third matchup. But two of those three games were – Way closer than the final score actually ended up yeah. being. So uh, yeah, like one I of them they should have lost. I need it felt to me like they were going. I need to a dominant game. performance. I mean that's because I, 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 I'm, I'm still upset about. The, I can't believe y'all lost the Chicago game, and I know that y'all got the Knicks coming up in on Sunday, and I know y'all gonna be trying to think about that game. So for me, you'll need to handle business early, so everybody's sitting out in the fourth quarter, so y'all can get yourself geared up for that game. If this game comes down and it's close, and y'all gotta grit it out like. It's sad to me. Man, these Cavs, man, they're, they're the most – they're almost as frustrating sometimes as the Browns a little bit. <laughs> like, because, like, you know, the, the the problem I got with the Cavs is if you say anything remotely, like, constructive or, or, or neutral or negative, <clears throat> they just fold up. Oh, my gosh, why would you say that to us? We had 51 wins last year. We, like the, the GM apologizes for him. Uh, JB just apologizes for him all the time. Like, like, and, and it's annoying to me. That man sits up there and he yells at the ref on every single call the whole game. Then he gets in the huddle and can't draw up out of bounds plays. Then you can't get in the huddle and, and come up with, with, with a way to get a good shot and stop the bleeding. My thing about JB and the thing about the Cavs, and I've been saying it because I've watched pretty much every single Cavs game this year. I, I told McNuggets. Oh, you got DirecTV? Man, I got all the packages. Ooh. All of them. I got Bally's snaps. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. This is, she already is questioning me on some other stuff, bro. Gee, like, why is our cable bill $900? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm watching FIBA, FIBA soccer, and, and I don't know, know how to play. Babe, this is the United States. That's right. what the, that's that's what what they the pay package for is right now. This guy, and this is not refutable. They are not playing the same style of basketball no. they were playing when they were successful. Nope. That's the elephant in the room. Every, like, even the rotations. Why is Sam, Nor- Sam Merrill not playing? Hmm. He's one of the best lethal jump shooters in the game, but you still <laughs> keep trying these little rotations, and I don't want to see Evan Mobley and Jared Allen playing no more. That's why half the reason they cancel each other out. You're not using your, your, your best. Why is George Niang not playing? What, what's up with your rotations? And the elephant in the room is this. They keep force-feeding this Darius Garland game, and I'm just telling you. Bro. <laughs> Wait, he balled last game. Listen. Let me tell you this. Seven for 14 from Trey. That's dope. That's great. That's dope. But what, what buckets was he getting on the other end? We talking was, about? They was giving him buckets, too. Oh, defensive? Yeah. Oh, he's a liability yeah. defensively. And, and he throws well, the, that's, Anybody that's a small guard is a defensive and, and, liability. Hey, he throw the ball basketball more away than we throw money at FanDuel away. 
Like he's don't t- do that. He just, <laughs> he just turning around. Just ah, ah, take it here. Game parlay. Here you go. Fifteen leg parlay. Six turnovers, <laughs> bro. It's just like I don't understand it, man. <coughs> They're not. And, and I'm gonna get a good look at them. I'm gonna get a good look at them because Mikey, what's their schedule coming up? Well, two coming after up. Detroit are really good. Ball. Yeah, so Boston you get Detroit tonight. Yep. Then they're home against New York the Knicks on first, Sunday. And then Boston. Home then against the Boston. Woo. Then they hit the road and take on Atlanta. Woo. And then a three-game home stretch where they welcome Minnesota, mm. Brooklyn, and Phoenix. And then it's not done yet. Then they hit the road, New Orleans, Houston, Indiana, Miami, Minnesota, Miami. So the next the 12 games are going to be a real yardstick. We're going to yes. learn a lot between today we're gonna figure out and March 24th. We're going to figure I, out. After I, them 12 gee, games, he better know his rotation. I couldn't be more in line with your thinking. When the Cavs were in the midst of their best basketball that we've seen in years, it was Mobley and Garland on yeah. the bench. They yeah. were out with injury. Yep. yep. And we kept saying, well, they're doing this against mostly bad teams. But then they beat some good teams yep. at, the stre- at the end of that stretch. And then Mobley came back, and I thought their play was still well, at a pretty high level. Yeah. They kind of staggered them, didn't uh, they? Uh, uh, Mobley well, and Allen. They, they were. They were trying to, you know, instead of keeping both of the guys that do a lot of the same things on the floor at the same time, they were trying to go four out, one in. Mm-hmm. Then Garland came back. And guys... That's when they've hit their their stretch of not such great basketball. Now, I, Mike, I know that you're saying there's no there's no scenario where this team can be better without Darius Garland. I understand that that's your and and you're sticking to that premise. All I know is what my eyes tell me when I watch. I can't get into the nitty gritty as to why. I have some theories as to why, but I just I'm <laughs> telling you guys, they're not. The same team. Can I mention one thing real quick? Yes. I just want to tell everyone out there, and I'll speak to you here, Jay, but I know you have a similar mindset as a lot of the fans. Do not get confused by regular season basketball as opposed to the needs of a team in a postseason series. But we're comparing apples to apples because the stretch without them was regular season basketball, and the stretch with Mobley back is regular season basketball. So why did they look so good in the regular season with Garland out and they've, I don't want to say struggled, they haven't looked as good. Do you know what their record in Mobley's first eight games back were? 8-0. and oh. Yeah, I can't remember a loss. Now, I think they're what, 6-4 and four in their last 10? Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. They're 6-4 and four in the last 10, correct. Okay, now, let's just go back. What was the win streak at one point? Was it 13? They've won 18 of 20 before the break. <coughs> okay. 18 of 20, and now we've, we're have 6-4 in the last 10. We've lost double the games in half the sample size. Well, and M- points Mitchell is missed down two, too. Mitchell missed two of those games. I understand that. I get that. <laughs> and that's fair to point out. But th- those were games against teams they should have been able to beat without Donovan Mitchell. I think. And, and, and by the way. I don't disagree with that. By the way. Donovan Mitchell being out and they're losing to horrible teams. Darius Garland was out and we were boat racing teams. The margin of victory during that 18 and two stretch was double digit. It was like damn near 20 points a game, Mike. 
Yeah, now, I wouldn't say Orlando and Philadelphia, who they lost without Mitchell, are horrible teams. I mean, they're both playoff teams right now. It's, it's, yeah, but I th- I, Orlando's not the team that they sh- they should have beaten Orlando. Okay, I, listen, I, I don't and, dis- and I still think they should have beaten disagree. Philadelphia. I, th- I don't disagree in premise. I'm just saying what Darius brings to this team in a postseason series is different than what Darius. Well, we didn't oh, see well, that hold on, hold on. We didn't see that last and, year, and that could be that could be worse, McNuggets. You saying Darius is it, it, what he gonna give you in a regular season? This is the scary part. They're not blitzing yet. No. They're not trapping ball ca- handlers. They're not. They're not forcing him. <laughs> they, they did that. Well, they did. They didn't do that to Darius. They did that to Donovan last year. The Knicks did, I think. I just watched. The and Knicks. that's when Darius started actually making plays. They started getting the ball in Darius. When, when and, Darius and that's why he's important because when teams focus on Donovan, and I understand and that, decide, you want a hey, second Donovan, outlet. you're not going to kill us. You need somebody else who can be a creator. Well, here's my thing. G. Bush, real quick. G. Bush, and I'll let you go. I promise. <laughs> on Tuesday's Ultimate Canada, we we decided what's fair and what's unfair criticism with Darius Garland. Here are things I think you can legitimately hold against Darius, and he has not played up to the level you expect him to play at this season. So anyone who wants to criticize Darius, these are some stats you could point to to maybe why he hasn't been as good. Now, this was from Tuesday. The numbers may be slightly different. It's been two games since, but bear with me. On catch-and-shoot threes, which is what he has to make in a two-guard set, he's shooting 31.9% this season. Okay. A career low. He shot 44% on catch-and-shoot threes last season. If you're going to play two undersized guards, they both have to be able to make shots when the other drives kicks out. 32% from Darius Garland is not good enough. Point blank period. He made seven threes against Chicago for the season. He's shooting a career worst 33% from three. In terms of usage, his usage is about the same rate it was when he was an all-star. His turnover percentage and turnover rate slightly up. Can't have Darius Garland turn the ball over. It's That's only fair criticism. Up. Say it again. It's only slightly up because to me it feels like it's more than slightly. It's up. only well when you average out how much it's the turnover percentage is based off usage rate. So his usage rate is down. His turnovers are slightly up, so the percentage is up. But the right. actual numbers are, are essentially the same. Okay. So it's slightly up. But here's the other one. And gee, this is what I bet you're going to get at. Assists are a weird stat because you have to make a shot to get an assist. Right. So you can make a bunch of great passes. Everyone misses. Okay, you don't get the numbers. This is a potential assist per game. So passes to open shots. Total number. In 2021, his sophomore season, 11.4. In 2022, his all-star season, 15.6. In 2023, last season, his first with Donovan Mitchell, 12.9. This season, 2024, the lowest of his career, 11.2. What does that tell you? He's not being as aggressive as he needs to be. That's exactly right. And he's being hesitant in decisions. So, gee, there are a lot of fair criticisms of Darius Garland. He has not lived up to the level of play the Cavs need him to be at. But the whole idea that they're not better without Darius, that's where I kind of push back. I still think what he brings is necessary and non They don't have anyone else who can necessarily do that, but he has not played to the level the Cavs need him to play at this season. And, and what I'm telling you is he's not going to play at that level when Donovan Mitchell is there. Because if you play both of them at the same time, it's like you could just watch them. Think about this. And this is what the play was going to happen in the playoffs. They're going to force a switch on a pick and roll, McNuggets. You know that. If whoever Darius Garland is guarding, they're like, no, no, get, switch that pick and roll, and, and, and I want him right here at the point of attack. And he has trouble staying in front of people. He has to foul people. And <coughs> by the way, have you noticed he's struggling at finishing at the rim, and the refs are not giving him that call. Like, I, you know, we watch it. I watched in Chicago. He goes up for a layup. He gets hit. They're like, nah, bro. We ain't giving you that. You're not going to get that call in the playoffs. He's slight of build, and if he's not aggressive and he's not knocking down three-point shots, he's a ball stopper. 
right? So you can't play both of those guys at the same time. But the problem is JB don't have the heart to do that. He don't, the organization does not have the heart to go to him and say, look, man, we like what you did. You're still a max player, you, but, but we got to revamp what you do, like, because this doesn't fit. It, he pounds the basketball, and he plays ring around the Rosie under the basket, and then when he gets trapped, he throws the ball and he gets tipped. He's too loose with the ball. My thing is this. A good coach, a solid coach, they do whatever they need to do to get it done. Tibbs would have been like, no, no, no. We gonna come sit by me real quick. <laughs> JB, he's he's the dad that wants his his kids to be his friends. He wants to be his friends. They want to go out and have fun. He want the guys night out. No, them is your kids. At some point in time, JB gonna have to make some some tough decisions and say, yeah, I like you, but guys, this is the way we're gonna play. And if you're not willing to play that way, you're gonna see your minutes diminish. That's just it, what it is. What it is. Well, he refuses you, who you, to do who it. Who are you replacing Garland with then? So That's in, in a I situation where they're playing, the, we'll pick a team, Knicks, just for example, in a playoff series, and like they did last year, they blitz Donovan on a pick and roll, force them to give up and give it to someone else and play four on well, three. Who would you rather Mike, have though, in that spot than Darius? Now that question is moot because you, the roster is what it is now. No, I know. That's my point. I was bringing up that question before the trade, and what I was saying was, before the trade deadline, and my, my, I, I, at that point, I had seen enough. I know what the best version of this Cavs team looks like. I, I know what it is, and it's not this current version. So what I was saying was, despite the fact that everybody's saying you're not going to trade him, you could have made a trade and got a boatload and got players that could have filled that role that weren't going to take up as much oxygen in the room and could still be a facilitator in this playoff scenario you speak of when teams start taking Garland away. And by the way, Allen and Mobley can step the hell up too. And that's valid. I just don't think you're getting the return for Garland I think you think you're getting. Why not? He's an undersized, often injured, highly paid middle-of-the-pack point guard. Well, he's overpaid. I'll give you that. But I still think he's a pe- he was a piece. You, I mean, he's you, a piece, but I mean, me and G have talked about this. Darius Garland is a top 13 point guard in the NBA. Yeah, he's upper half for sure. He gets paid a lot of money. He gets he's that, injured that, often. He is kind of a, and the Cavs are a so victim who, of his who's contract. giving up a, a winger a ton of assets for, for that. But you asked me, you asked me who who do you want to see play? It's a very easy question. If I'm already going to give up something on a defensive end, Sam Merrill. I got Sam Merrill, who is not hesitating off that pick and roll, McNuggets. Not Imani Bates. No, no, no. Listen, we play, we talk real talk. G. Bush talking real talk today. If you, if you, if you messing around and you can't go, if you want to hesitate over the screen, I got Sam Merrill, who will come off screens, and I got Max Struess in the corner, and I got Isaac Okoro in the corner, what? and Isaac is shooting about forty percent from the corner. Now I got spread guys out where you can't help off none of them. You can't help off none of them dudes. What, what do you say to that? I mean, once again, if it's a stand standalone shot, yeah, Merrill's going to make it. But when they blitz Mitchell up top, you trust Merrill to go four on three as the lead ball handle in that situation, G? I, I trust Sam I Merrill. I love Sam Merrill. He's my favorite calf. Like, like, because here's honest. the thing, McNuggets. When they swing it, the ball not going to stick. See, if I, got, if, I got, if I got Darius Garland in the game, they swing it to him, he catches the ball, guess what he's going to do first? Dribble. Well, he should be going forward. If it's Merrill and he switches the corner, then the defense enough time to rotate back. Like it, it's, it's an imperfect science. They, in a perfect world, Darius Garland at his 2022 or even last season level, 44% catch and shoot from three, 13 potential hits per game. 
You slide that in with the improvement to Mobley and Allen. Yeah, but how do you but get he ain't that doing back? It. Like, I hope he's not doing that. I mean, I hope it's confidence. And Donovan <laughs> came out. I mean, gee, but at some point, like, they can't make any other moves. So this is this is what we're stuck. But with. No, no, now. now, now you're stuck. Yeah, you're, this is what you're stuck with. Now, now. you're stuck. But what I'm saying, what like, I'm saying Darius is nothing. If somebody is showing you, at. if somebody is showing you, I'm hitting Sam Merrill. I'm hitting 45 percent of my threes. I'm hitting 40 mid 40s off the catch and shoot. If he's shown you that, and Darius is struggling. You can't just keep going with Darius at certain points, hoping he gets his confidence back because you're losing games. I mean, he just hit seven threes last game. So we'll I get, he does listen, tonight. He we'll did play he well tonight. last game. He just hit seven threes. But here's what we're talking about. We're talking about what does this look like in the playoffs? That's the that's the key. That's question. the key. Now, Ooh. if if it was me, I blitz I blitz Donovan Mitchell. I get the ball out of his hands and I tell them. Let Darius Garland beat us. And I'm putting a bigger body on him. New York is able to do that. They can have a bigger, more physical guard on him. They, they got length. A lot of these teams got length, and that's the thing that, that really hurts his, his ability to score and get to the basket. For me, I'm putting it all on his shoulders. I said, listen, we're not going to let Donovan beat us. Darius Garland going to have to hit for 40 a game. Uh, Mike, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I do – and. It does sound like we're it's just, just not a perfect science. Dumping it, all over flawed, Darius yeah. Garland, and that's not really what we're doing. But the facts are what they are. They were 18-2 and two in a stretch where they were without, for much of that time, Mobley, and for, I think, all of, or just about all of that time, I think all of that time, without Darius Garland. 18-2. and two. They're a miraculous 60-footer from Max Struess away from being 5-5 five and five in their last 10. And furthermore, uh, what I would do... If, and I, I know he's going to do this because we're getting close now. We're into March. JB needs to use the next 12 games, which is basically the next month. They got 24 left, 25 left. Yeah, so it's half of what their remaining. Yeah. All of the teams that you mentioned in the next 12 are either playoff teams or they're in that mix. This is a great stretch to find out what lineup you're going to be able to go. Now, obviously, the other teams aren't playing it like they're playoff games. But I want to see them go eight and four over their next twelve with good competition. I'd hope so. Yeah, I, I would hope so. If you were going eighteen and two at one point without Darius Garland, I, I, I just think that teams can peak too soon. I'm not saying they did, but I like for teams. If you're going to have an eighteen and two stretch, give me that in at the end of the regular season. One last thing: we'll go to true and false, and I don't want to take anything away from eighteen and two. They beat a lot of bad teams. They did. Like, a lot of bad but, teams. But, Mike, stretch. we talked about this. They were beating a lot of bad teams by 25 points. Oh, they boat raced. I mean, they beat in back-to-back games. They beat Washington by 39. The very next night, they beat Washington by 34. They and beat I, the Nets by 20. The Bulls by 25. The Bucks by 40. The Hawks by 20. The, the Magic Bucks by, by 40. Now, I know they mailed that one in. And Giannis, still, Giannis yeah, didn't still, play. I mean, but they beat a good, a solid yeah. team. By 40 points. And, and to, and to, put, yeah, to for me, race. just to put, just to put a, like, a little just a little seasoning on it. I it, to me, it's not about the wins and losses. To me, it's identifying a style of play that you can win with, and that is your identity. When you are trying to do the team approach, because the Cavs are trying to be a team approach, they don't. They're not going to go into that series with the best two players in that series. 
They don't have the they don't have the talent uh, build over the, the Bucks. They sure as heck don't have it over the Celtics. They don't have it over the Knicks. They don't have it over some of these teams that they want to beat. So what they have to do is they got to establish a way that they're going to play. And that is it is one through 10. We play this way. When the bench guys come in, they play this way and we're going to live and die with that. Right now, there's no consistent rotation. They don't have an identity they want to play with. And it's too helter skelter. I don't know. It, you can't count on that that type of with no plan when you get to the playoffs. So I, I need to see Darius. If they want to play like that, you should be like, listen, coach, what do you need me to do so that when I come in and Darius or Donovan is running that same type of energy with the four, the four I want in, let, let's let's run that with me too. So we can figure out whether that's with me and Mobley and some shooters, but they, they got to figure that out in these next the next 10, 12 games, man. For the, for the record, I just need to put this on record. I agree wholeheartedly with McNuggets. I know you do. Yeah, I know. Just wanted to and make look, sure I said that. Mike is likely DG, right. you my guy. Mike is likely right. I, it, it, was, it's, it reminds me of the debate that we were having three years ago when the Browns looked better and were winning without Odell, without Odell Beckham. And there were fans saying, I'm sorry, this team's better without Odell Beckham. The numbers bore that out, but it defies logic. So, and I never, I never subscribed to that theory, but I looked at it closely and I said, well, you can't deny that they're, <laughs> they're having more success when he wasn't there. Your coach, your coach has to get guys. That's what he's there for. He ain't there to just look cute on the sidelines. The coaches is to get the best out of the individual players in a team atmosphere. So that's what they need to do. Find out a way to get Darius going. It's not up to Darius to just put himself back in the game and get it going. The coach is supposed to figure a way. Remember when Cavs used to play with Kevin Love and Kyrie, and, and they used to get the ball to Kevin Love the first quarter? Yep. They said, Kevin Love, K-Love is first quarter. Get involved. Get, get, get your money off. Closing. At closing time, they would give the ball to Kyrie and say, move out the way. Kyrie, yep. the best closer we got. And LeBron would facilitate and keep him close in the middle of the game. That's the difference between a Ty Lue and a JV. <clears throat> Yeah, I would not compare JB to Ty Lue. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you one bit on that. So. By the way, <laughs> Karras is having an unbelievable he came, run yeah, on the, coming he, off oh, the, mm-hmm. on the assist side off the bench. So yeah, yeah. He doing he's got a thing. lot of really good pieces. <laughs> they got, they got but, pieces. But it's up to JB to find out how you look. Just like the Browns had to figure out, you got Odell Beckham. You're going to use him. You have to find the way that you can most effectively use him. Yes. And I'm not sure the Browns ever figured that out. The Cavs better figure out how to effectively use Darius Garland. Because I know what you guys are saying. And I think Darius Garland is an incredible talent. I really do. I, I, I even feel dirty disparaging him and saying maybe the Cavs should have worked a deal for him if they could have. But what we haven't yet seen is how JB figures out how to use this incredible talent with all of the other incredible talent pieces yep. he has. It's a good problem to have. He's had some time to figure it out. He's running out of time. He better figure it out by April. Very, very last point, then we'll get to true and false. Whatever you feel about the Cavs now, good, bad, and different, you're going to feel a different way in about 21 days. Yeah. You'll either be much stronger in your assertion this team's We're going to know. Or you'll be like, damn, I was wrong. This team's really good. We're going to learn for sure the next We're gonna month. We're going to know. So. Let's, let's do this. On, as we sit on March 1st, I think you listed 12 games. On the 24th is the second time they so played So let's do a Miami. revisit of the Cavs' record on Monday the 25th. On Monday the 24th. 
Because I'll be here. Sunday's the 24th. So Monday okay, the 25th. so Monday the 25th. That's That will follow this stretch mm-hmm. of really difficult basketball against some good teams that will be in the playoffs. Let's revisit where they are. They went from 18-2 and two to 6-4. and four. Let's see where they are after these 12. And, and, and I tell you, that will, I think, will set the temperature in the room for expectations going into the playoffs. 100%. If they're 6-6, six and six, I don't have high hopes. If they're 10-2... and two, they figured something out. They'll prove something to us one way or another. All right, we're going to play true or false here, and I am very excited. But first, a quick word from FanDuel. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Steve, hit the music. It's time for True or False, Isaac Okoro edition. Oh, by the way, who's, who's, who's turning into one of my favorite players? He and might I, be too good that Cavs can't afford him. This, this dude, I, I, I like his game. He's been phenomenal. Literally phenomenal. He, he, he do for a contract. He's a restricted free agent, so they can match. I mean, they could they can match any yeah, offer he match. gets, but there's a chance a team gives him a five-year, $80 million contract. Yeah. Cavs He's probably going to be worth more to a team that doesn't have him yep. than to the Cavaliers, which is sad. But I, I, I'm that's He's been my so fear, good. too. He's been so He literally has been phenomenal. I actually mentioned uh, – I'll save it for the end. All right. First question, true or false, Isaac Okoro. Okoro was a consensus five-star recruit coming out of high school. True or false? You did a story on this. I talked to I talked to Andy Katz the other day. And, um, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Three falses and a free cruise on the line, and you guys are all right. It is false. He was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. He, he was not in the ESPNU Top 100. He was ranked number 66 coming out. Well, if he was ranked 66, <laughs> he would be in ESPN. Now he would top be in the Top 100 if he was 66. It's the G. Bush Top 100. <laughs> 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 Math is the strongest. G, you're on one. 98, <laughs> 99, 100, 66. <laughs> All the double numbers get skipped. 11, yep. 22, it goes at the end. All right, number two. Isaac Okoro and fellow Cavs guard Sharif Cooper are teammates now in Cleveland. They were also high school teammates in Georgia. That's too random. Oh, I... <laughs> that's, that's too random. All right. <laughs> that's too random. <laughs> we all... Three trues too... and, yes, three correct answers. That's way too I random. You guys would know that. <laughs> I they did, but it teammates. is random to just pick on like, why would you pick They were also like that? the number one overall ranked team in the country and won the Max Preps National Championship that year. Really? All right, next up. Isaac Okoro was the first Auburn Tiger to make the all-NBA rookie team since Charles Barkley. Trying to think of Auburn. I don't even. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the Auburn players. <laughs> Didn't they, have, didn't they have a dude that used to have an afro named Porter? G. Bush says true. Tyvis says true. Jay says false. Almost changed it. 
The answer's false. There have been four between yes. Charles Barkley and Isaac Curry. You ready for this? Names. Chris Morris in 1989. Oh, wow. Chuck Pearson Chris in Morris. 1987. Wesley Pearson uh, in 1995. And Marquise Daniels nice. in 2004. Alright, man, next question. Alright, next Chris up. Chris Morris. That's big. <laughs> next up. <laughs> four between Charles Barkley and Isaac Okoro. Number four. Okoro's a career high <coughs> at Auburn of 23 points. That's really. That's, <laughs> I that can't. That, 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 that is real mild sauce. Actually, that might be medium sauce. 23? <laughs> <laughs> but would he be asking it if it wasn't true? True for time. I believe Jay it. Jay has a false. I'm going to go with true, bro. I believe I, it. I, I don't think he would put something. He ain't a score. The answer is true. <laughs> a career oh, high for Isaac. Now we're all even again. Hey, that's me. I even said he would be asking it if it wasn't true. I'm a, the reason being is because with the day he got drafted to the Cleveland Cavaliers, they asked his coach his coach at Auburn about him, and he was Respond. saying if he ever gets an offensive game, he'd be one of the best. So I was thinking if your coach is 23, you like, yeah, of course, if that good in college, you would run into a 30-point game. I, 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 think his, I think his coach was surprised when he got drafted fifth. Like, for real? That's what's up, dog. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's like when you run into your, your dude from high school and he was a lame, but then you see you, he come back and you see him and you introduce you to his wife. You're like, dang, dog. Yeah, you about yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. You got that job, didn't you? See, all you need is money in your pocket. <laughs> you got a little money in your pocket. Chief <laughs> Bush, that was, the, uh, that was the weird draft coming off the COVID year, wasn't it? With Anthony Edwards went one, James Wiseman was, two, I think LaMelo that was the Ball. Year. That was really <laughs> James? Where is James Wiseman? He's in Detroit now. Is he playing? We're all tied, three and one. Not really. Ed, score update real quick. Is everyone at three works, and one? I think works, we're all three and everyone one. Everyone is three and one. All right, he, halfway he works, through. Uh, Next up, works part -time Isaac Okoro won a gold medal for Team USA <laughs> in the 2018 FIBA Under-17 Basketball World Cup. Ah, see, these is one of you. This, this is an AAU award. All that Under-17 FIBA, it's too many words in that. That means it don't count. Um, I'm going to say, was he on that level? Ivan says false. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't feel like he was balling. He was number one team in the nation. I'm gonna say true. He was number well, one team number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. They could have put him I on. I think that. they got a silver that year. Jay says false. G says true. Jay says they think they got silver. Jay, you're wrong, my friend. It was a gold medal. He averaged 4.2 points, 2.1 rebounds, and 1.6. And G the took the lead. No, G got the lead. Oh, I'm with G. Too. I'm with you. Damn. <laughs> okay, next up. Dang. Question number six. Dang, I blew it. Are y'all ready? Blew it. Isaac's older brother, Jonathan, has been the lead piano player on two different Justin Bieber singles. Excuse the double period, Anthony. I'm not sure why you put two periods there. Two periods for each single, one for each. This random as hell. That's definitely random. This, this but he knows random. he knows that we know that it's random. Lead piano player. I wonder how many points he got on that album. Singles. He's a producer. Piano player. I'm gonna go with him. Minimoski. Tyvis says false. Jay says false. G says false. The answer. No blood, no fire. 
It is false. It is false. He does not have an older brother named Jonathan. Yeah. And I'm like, for Justin Bieber? Wanted to try throwing one out there for you guys. Plus, but, uh, like, how many singles does Justin Bieber have piano on? Right. Like, I'm like, that's all. I mean, said, go with drums. Go with guitar. I, I asked, I asked that, well, his, he has a sister who played piano. So I figured that could be the tie. But y'all okay. got it. It's all good. Two more. I don't Jeez hear piano on a lot of Justin Bieber's songs. I need, to. I need to the list. All right, next one. Isaac Okoro is one of three Cavs rookies <laughs> ever to have at least 500 points, 53s, 50 steals, and 20 blocks in their rookie seasons. The other two, LeBron and Kyrie. This is either all true or all false, by the way. It's not. 500 not points. Times how many games is that? 82. Five. So that's looking like, what, four points a game? No. He that's six hit. points a game. He didn't average no six. He could average that's six actually, he's playing. Over six a game. That's a lot. 20 blocks? He was balling like that. I don't think Oh, well, go God. false it. I don't feel like he was. <laughs> Jay says true. Tyvis says true. stupid. I don't feel like he can do that. G says false. Because the answer is true, that means we are in a three-way tie <laughs> heading to Simon the finale. He's sitting there using logic to say he didn't do that. I already true. wrote it. I already wrote it. You down. have an eraser. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. I'm so Anna, we're all tied up. Everyone's tied going to the final question. Everybody is currently tied at five. Yes. I will look up a tiebreaker. Oh, we're gonna have a tie for sure. I'm going, okay. Last question. I'm going opposite. Last question. Not if you don't know what we say. Isaac Okoro's career high in the NBA is 28 points. What you want to do? I did a story on this. <laughs> what you say? False. True, true, which means if it's false, we have a new please winner. Please be wrong. Anthony, drum roll, please. Please be true. Please. Steve, take it. Please be true. <laughs> His career high was 32 points. He had it this year, Phoenix. didn't he? <laughs> 32 against Phoenix in May of 2021. Oh, 21? Why couldn't you at least? Well, I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank Tyvis for being wrong so often. And you have to hold this L for to football season? Yeah. <laughs> I will see you in September. <laughs> That hurts your heart. God. Oh, that kills Tyvis right now. That just, he is a broken man. I can't even do the show no more. You, you're you, a broken man. You me think about just driving to Columbus? I am, man. By actually. the way, Jimmy, if you're watching, how are you going to give a guy a raise when he keeps losing? Just saying. Haslam is not in the business of paying losers. He Allegedly. Is, he is when you can wrap a nice bow on it. And hey, be an apologist. Did you guys, I'm sure you guys talked about that NFLPA survey, didn't you? We did, yes. Yeah. God, Man, there was me. so much there. It felt, there this, was so much there. This, Jay takes the fun out of this game. He does stories on stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jay has never done a story on Isaac Okoro. He said no, he, he did. Just, he's just, he's no, that's head, just man. my he, line to get in your head. <laughs> Jay, Jay, when he leaves here, he works out and he goes reads traffic updates upstairs for two hours. Come on. exactly what I do. Why do you think I'm doing stories on Isaac Okoro? I have a whole sports team. It all started because I really did do a lot of stories on Tito Francona when I got like eight out of nine of those well, questions and, and right. And Kareem Hunt, which I do think you did a story on. Yeah, Kareem Hunt too. Guy. Yeah. I just like, I, Steve, leave they me gonna alone. They're going to hit you with the slow zoom. 
That's crazy. If you look closely, you can see a tear in one of those eyes. I mean, All right, because I really want to get the quarterbacks in here, Jay. Wait a minute. I'll, Steve Becker, if you're watching, please schedule me on a Monday or Friday again. I will greatly appreciate it. Thank you. See you in September. Jay, because I really want to get this quarterback thing, and I got uh, a, one more read, two super chats, and we'll spend the last five okay. minutes on this QB list, and maybe we'll do it another day in, in a longer session. But if you're looking to get tickets to a concert or any game, you better be using Game Time to help you do so. It's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. It makes it easy to find and buy tickets of every kind. They have the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and views from the seat in the venue. It is so easy. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code, promo code Locked On for $20 off. Just download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We have three super chats, real quick. Uh, the first one comes from CT. Dash T-R-3-3-L-O-V-3-R-Y-T. He said, let's go Cleveland Browns and the media for the fans. And a lot of emojis. So shout out to you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Brody's bottom line says, I'm more worried about JB than Darius. And he wants us to stop talking about the Knicks. They might be in the play-in with all those injuries. Without Randall, the Cavs will smoke them in five. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. That, whoa. Do you not – like – like, Ananobi is coming back. Uh, 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 Hardenstein is, is out here balling. Like, uh, you all know. three of their guys are expected back by the end. Of yeah, the what you talking about? Um, all right, we're gonna talk quarterbacks real quick. ESPN put out a list of the ten best college quarterbacks since the year two thousand. Here's their list. I wanted to spend more time on this, but we'll do it quickly. And if it's uh, contentious, we may come back to it next week. But their top five quarterbacks since the year two thousand. Number one, Baker Mayfield. Number two, Cam Newton. Number three, Vince Young. Number four, Tim <coughs> Tebow. And Joe Burrow comes in at number five. At number six, they have Deshaun Watson. Kyler Murray at seven. Lamar Jackson at eight. Marcus Mariota at nine. And Robert Griffin III at ten. When you say 22,000s, what did that go up to? The year 2000 to now. Got, oh, okay. First and foremost, first and foremost, where, where's Manziel at? That was one of my big complaints. Where the hell is Johnny Football? What happened to Matt Leinert? Matt Leinert was... Didn't he, he win the Heisman? Yeah, he, 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 he choked. Didn't, didn't he lose to <laughs> Vince yeah. Young? Yeah. Even he won though, a national championship, he, then lost to Texas. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't really... I didn't think that was Matt Leinert's fault as much as I thought it was Pete Carroll's fault. Remember the fourth and one that they had that they gave the ball to I, Lendale White? I thought, while the Heisman Trophy winner, yeah. Reggie Bush, was standing, standing next to Pete Carroll yeah. on the sidelines. I, I always thought so Matt Leiner was He's made that mistake twice in his career. I always thought Matt Leiner was good. He has. Like, I, didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't ever think he was that, that good. Like, like Leiner? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah but I, I don't <laughs> think it's egregious to not have him yeah, on that I, list. But he did he win. A, he won a lot of games. Well, so but like, Reggie White was, for me, Reggie White was the reason he was winning a lot of games. Reggie Bush. Yeah, I'm sorry, Reggie Bush. I say Reggie White was the whole. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Yeah, Reggie White came back as a running back. So let's say it's a great game. But for the sake of this, because we have five minutes, is Baker Mayfield the best quarterback no, no, of the year no. 2000? Dude, no, I'm I say surprised no. he was even in the it, top. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have had him in the top I would have had Cam or Joe or Vince Young. I've got Tim Tebow. Mm. 
Tebow. See, it's interesting, and, and they didn't give context. And hey, to T- me, it Tebow felt weird that Tebow was unbelievable. They gave, people forget about Tim Tebow. Well, they gave Baker credit for having multiple good seasons, right? And, so and I think that's why they put him at one. If you look at his total numbers here, I mean, he had the best overall numbers. Didn't win a national championship. But that, that's they didn't even point. win they, a they, playoff game. T- Tim Tebow won two national championships. I, I, that's what I'm saying. They, they, it was very inconsistent. If you're going to grade guys on one season, Cam, like Cam Newton, Cam then where the hell is Johnny was, Football? How about Cam Newton was perfect. Cam Watson should be high. This list made Cam no sense. So hey, issues. shout out to shout out to old <laughs> Scam, Scam Newton. Yeah, when Scam Newton came onto the scene. Oh, uh, bro, Joe Burrow was perfect. Yeah, yeah first of all, Joe but, Burrow was Joe Burrow phenomenal. Joe, Joe Burrow had all world talent. With Joe him. Burrow had he did. Cam did not, but he Cam like, had no receiver. No, Cam. Did. I got to tell you, Cam was so fun to watch. <laughs> Very exciting. Shout out to Lux and Kirk. Man, I just don't understand how you get who. The, the tight end, the uh, Luxekirken guy, he, he's like, he's a big tight end in that. He used to throw the ball to him all the time. I just don't he understand died. how you get Baker Mayfield as number one. It has to be a longevity thing. He had more really good seasons, but he didn't win, he didn't I win mean, Jack Crabb. I mean, if you're looking at total numbers for the entire <laughs> career, what, Tim Tebow's numbers, can you call up Tim we Tebow's yeah. numbers? Yeah, right here. The Tim thing Tebow is, it's was a different video era. game. Next, eighty-eight touchdowns, <laughs> sixteen interceptions, fifty-seven rushing touchdowns. But, so you see this though, real quick. That's the thing. You're, you're but then <laughs> you go, up to, go up to Baker. Like I know it's a different era, but that's ridiculous too. You know what? To me, I, I got to tell you why I think this is so laughable. That conference never played defense. I'm with, like, I'm yeah, agree. I'm just that saying. That conference like, never ever played defense. And know. the games were fifty-five to fifty-two. If you go back and you look at one of the great college games of that era was Mahomes against Baker. That game was absolutely insane good. Deshaun Watson versus Lamar was insanely good. Tremendous. That was crazy. Tremendous. Deshaun at at six on this list. Fair, too high, too low, about right. I mean, Deshaun was unbelievable. He was nice at Clemson. I I mean, mean, he was good. Didn't he he go to – he won a national championship. I think he won one. And I think he lost – but didn't he lose – he lost he like lose two. The national championship? No, I thought he lost one. I thought he, I lost thought he was two. one and one in the national okay. championship. Okay, I thought he lost one and won one. Uh, numbers were very solid. His touchdown to interception ratio, though, was only three to one. Go back and look at, at Tebow's. Tebow's was over almost five to one. Tim, it probably was five to one. Hey, look. Tim that's, Tim, look, that's crazy. And, 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 and he did it when somebody would say, could say. He his, did it. His team and, was and all fine. He, look, he, he, his team was all worldly too. They were, if you consistently could beat twice, Alabama, Urban and Florida got over Alabama and Nick Saban twice, and they, and, they, and they beat Ohio State. Like, like, hey, 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 hey. Facts hey, though. Hey, hey. No facts. Beat, so, so if that's the case, then Cardell is all world. We we beat Alabama too. I can't Nick believe Saban. Cardell wasn't on that list. That's shocking. You think you know? Just Braxton Miller had the craziest. He but also, how, like, how if you're going to give Cam Newton because he only had Cam Newton played one season. One season. Football. He transferred in from a Florida Juco. to Blinn. Oh yeah, Florida Blinn, to Blinn, then, then to Auburn. If you're going to give him credit, and he deserves to be on this list, I agree 100. Yeah. percent I think his one season might be the best individual season I've ever seen from a quarterback. Him and Burrow. I was going to say, how does his compare to Burrow? Because Burrow's one season Burrow's at LSU are, it's, it's out was eye poppingly great. But how is Johnny Football not on here then? 
Yeah, I, I think maybe I, he, I, was, maybe I, he they dinged him for playing in the conference he played in. I, was he yet in the yeah, SEC? A, there's an SEC. SEC. Yeah. Okay, then that then they, they can't they, use that. They dinged Johnny football for drinking and uh, cocaine and uh, going to Vegas. They like. And Steve Becker says Vince Young should be number one. Vince Young was great. Vince Young Did you, did you realize great. I was making uh, Steve Vince take two or three real quick? I thought his stats were way better than they were. Who Vince Young? I mean, different era. Granted, different era. But. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. I, I was shocked. Interception. In, in my head, I was shocked. Vince Young had really one good year. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, the year of the Heisman. He didn't win the Heisman over Reggie. And really, he, I mean, the Heisman's a regular season award, but to me, he solidified the Heisman with that, that last second, last minute drive against USC in the national championship. That was yeah. one of the best late game drives in a big situation that I've ever seen. So. You know you know who had crazy stats? Yeah, we got 10 seconds. You got 10 seconds. Dwayne Haskins. Oh, he's yeah. 50 touchdowns. 50 touchdowns. Go Bucks. Going to Channel 3. Peace. Make the sw- Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.